Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Happy Monday morning or afternoon, whenever this thing comes out, to everybody. Um, All right, lots to talk about on this show. So, obviously, we're going to talk about the Golden Globes-ish, whatever the hell that is now. Um, Ben Affleck talks about how he made his decision that he didn't want to do Batman anymore after the horrible experience that he had working on Joss Whedon's Justice League and the very sad passing of the great, the legend, Bob Saget, unexpected at the age of 65 years old. We will talk about all of that stuff uh, today. That's definitely not something I wanted to, to, um, to even have as a subject today, but obviously want to talk about, um, about Bob. But before we do that, I wanted to let you guys know, if you didn't already, that this show, it's growing, guys, and it's because of you guys. Thank you so much for everything. Please subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button, but hit the notification button. We have so much material coming out, whether it's this show three times a week. We have uh, Sith Council, but we have all the reviews and the reactions and things that are happening all the time. Please go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already. And if you haven't subscribed on podcast form, people are always asking, how do I support? That's how you do it. That continues to help us tremendously. Even if, well, I watch it, I click like, and I and I watch and I comment on YouTube, it's beyond helpful, but even more helpful if you can follow us either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Both of those help very, very much so. Okay, let's get into this. Let's talk about the big thing. And, and yes, I'm going to take questions from you guys also. I took a whole bunch of them. I went to my Facebook page and I took those. So we're going to be answering your questions. A lot of great questions today. So we're going to be here for a little bit, I think. I don't know. Let's figure it out. It's the big thing. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the big thing. Uh, a couple of announcements, I guess. What's going on with the show? I've been having fun talking with you guys. So you guys have been having fun talking with me. I've been answering everybody in those comment sections, man. It ain't easy. But I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it for as long as I can do it. Um, it's been fun though, talking to you guys. I had the creators of Cobra Kai on, Hayden Schlossberg, John Horowitz, and Josh Heald. If you missed that interview and you've seen season four, then what the hell are you doing following me? You should be watching that. That's, um, I was very, very proud of that interview. There's some fun stuff we talked about. Some, uh, I tried to get some spoilers out of them. Did I? I don't know. Body language? Probably not. But either way, it was a lot of fun. Um, so that's up there. We did Sith Council last week. We did it because uh, we did, we're doing the Boba Fett recaps. I obviously do mine in the morning after I see it. And then I had Mike and Steph on, and we started talking about the book of Boba Fett, the, the spoiler discussion. You guys seem to dig it. We did it digitally. You know, I, I, I know that you all know at this point that I am not a fan of digital, whether it's Schmodown or, or, or Big Thing or Sith Council or any of those things. I just, it, it's just not the same feel as when you're talking to somebody face-to-face or you're in the room with somebody. The, the energy is, is very different. However, because I'm, I'm aware that we're probably going to be in this 
stupid surge for a little bit, not too long, hopefully, but a little bit. And we want to keep everybody safe. And I also want to make sure that I have discussions with people that you guys want to hear about, not just me talking like this. And then I appreciate the very nice comments. People saying, but I like the solo shows also. And I, and I'm humbled that you guys are digging the solo shows, but I, there is something about also interacting with, with some peeps that I want to do. And I'm going to reach out to some special guests and see if I can get some people that way. Um, like, like I did with Cobra Kai creators, like I did with Matt Sarah. Um, so for, and for example, like the, the, and I'll, and somebody asked me this in the, in the Facebook questions, but I'll, I'll give up a, a little prefix here. Um, I am going to do those re the rewatch series was pretty popular, you know, with, uh, Spider-Man and, uh, Matrix. So we're going to do Batman and it's going to be me and Winston and Coy. And we kept saying, well, when are we going to do it? Because we're, we're losing time here because the movie comes out in March and we just decided let's just do a few, let's just do as many as we can. Uh, through through this the stupid digital is what we're going to do so i don't know how many we're going to cover to be honest with you we're probably going to cover as many as we can because they don't it's different than spider-man spoilers for spider-man right because spider-man it ultimately all of them tied in they all tied in so it made sense to watch all of them we didn't necessarily know it kind of but not really when we were watching it but it was like we watched an entire series that ultimately came to to an end um same with matrix so this one, not as much, but we still want to cover as, as many Batman movies as we can. So I think what we're going to do, and we're going to try to time it out, so don't, don't hold me to this, but this is just off the top of my head. I think definitely we're going to do the, the two Batman movies with Tim Burton and the two with Joel Schumacher, God help us all, because I think we'll get some comedy out of that at least. Um, we'll do the Nolan movies. So right there you got seven of those. Um, I think... Batman v Superman, the Snyder version will do. But I really think that's it. I I just as much as I mean, if you guys saw my both of my lists, my top ten of the year and comic book, the Snyder cut is in there. I just don't know if we're gonna be able to cover it for our movie and all the other shit that we're covering. So, um and people have been saying Mask of Phantasm. Do you know I've never seen that movie? I know, I know. People are like, what, what, what? You got to see that. So maybe we put that in there. So like I said, we're going to plan it out and see how many weeks and just do as many as we can leading up to the Batman. You know, so that's that's how that's going to work. But I'm gonna we're going to do that digitally, at least starting digitally. Um, we'll do some digital with some guests. I'm going to reach out to some people. And see if I can get some, maybe some special guests, maybe some reoccurring guests, or people that you've seen before. So that's kind of how we're going to do it. But today, we're going to do some news. And uh, I want to start out with this one. I hate this story. I hate it so much. I hate this story. Um, the great Bob Saget, 65 years old, was found in a hotel room, I believe, in Florida. Uh, he was on the road doing shows and... And they found him, you know, and I don't know at this point by the time I'm recording this, uh, I hadn't, I haven't looked it up anymore to see what the official cause was, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, doesn't take away from the fact that the man is, uh, gone, leaves his family behind and it's tragic, you know, is in the, in, especially coming from the stand up comedy world and people kept asking me, because Mark Ellis last night tweeted out some stuff and he had. He had way more interactions with with Bob Saget than I than I have, but I I had certainly had a few and and wound up um, every single time had pleasant interactions with him. Whether it was a time of in, in the green room 
of uh, Heidi and Frank when we did that there. Uh, ran comedy store and um, or comedy clubs, and then um, other ones. He dated a girl that I knew, um, but yeah, always very kind, always very pleasant. You only hear great things. He's a comics comic, and um, making his name Danny Tanner in, in Full House. And then I remember, even before I was really getting into the comedy scene in, in Los Angeles, kept hearing this stuff about how Bob Saget, the America's Home Videos guy, is this dirty blue comic. And you're like, what are you talking about? That's that's the guy from America's Funniest Home Videos. It's He's not going to be blue. And not only was he blue, he was hilarious and very funny. To, to just um, what he did and embrace what made what what put him on the spotlight and poking fun at himself and then the great sin he did an entourage. Um, I was I was pretty uh, pretty affected by this news last night. Um, I guess maybe because of how close it was, and I know so many people that were very close to him. my buddy Mike Young, who was just announced he was like opening for Bob recently. Um, so there's so many people who who are really touched. And, and by Bob Saget and, and very saddened by um, the loss. I am, obviously, but not, not as much as, say, like Mike, who knew him on a very personal level, um, and he touched so many people's lives. So I don't know, man. This is uh, it, it sucks. This one, I mean, you know, but losing Betty White was terrible. Peter Bogdanovich, terrible, but they were older in years. You kind of, um, and Betty White was approaching 100 years old. So even though it was sad to lose her, you're like, she's 99 years old. Bob Sag was 65. I was young. I was young. Oh, it's a bummer, man. It's a shit way to start out 2022. Is that what a year we're in? Yeah. It sucks. So uh, bummer to start it out with that, but I wanted to start with it because I wanted to say some words about Bob Saget. And, um, and yeah, it is, I, I always, as I say, always hearts, heart and prayers out to his family and and love go out to his family and people they look behind his friends so it's a real it's a real shit story bob saget gone at uh at 65 years old um okay moving on ladies and gentlemen we're gonna go to uh the golden globes last night or i guess i don't really know what it was they, this what a disaster this this ceremony is now so many different levels progressive presents adjusting to the suburbs It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It was always kind of like the... The party. No one really took it serious except the fact that, like, if you were nominated at the Golden Globes, you, you had, a, you, you know, you had a little bit of heat going into the Oscars. But the awards themselves were kind of like just like, hey, which celebrities can we get to hang out on our thing? And nobody started to really take them serious. And, and then it just started to become more and more of a joke. No celebrities wanted to show up to the damn thing anymore. The big um, like diversity problem, too. They weren't changing what they were doing at all. Trying to, and and then finally people were just like, that to hell with this stupid thing. And then they didn't know what to do. So they just announced it. Yeah, here are our winners. What are we going to do? I don't know. Let's just announce who won. Okay. Well, here's who won. If you guys give a shit. 
Best motion, motion picture drama. Power of the Dog. I saw the movie. Let's see. Belfast, I still haven't seen. Code, I still haven't seen. Dune, I loved. King Richard, I loved. I'll be honest. I liked Dune and King Richard better than Power of the Dog. But Power of the Dog is a beautiful movie. But if you look at the overall, uh, beautiful movie. Well shot. Terrifically acted. Everybody nominated for Oscars and, and directors should, should have been. Just my personal preferen- preference, I thought it was good. It wasn't blown away by it. Like, it wasn't like this, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. That's crazy. Like, the even certain things that happened in the movie, I'm like, okay, I've seen that before, and I kind of predicted that was going to happen, and it's based off the novel, I think, too. And it was, you know, it was good. It was a good movie. It just wasn't, it, it's, it just seems like there's always these movies at the end. It's like, I want to feel so, I want to feel like I'm a, I'm a film fan, so I'm going to recognize the power of the dog. That's what I'm going to do. Not, no, 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 no science fiction movie. Power of the dog. That is the one. That's the way it felt. It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying this is terrible. I'm bored. I wasn't bored. I just out of those other movies, and I haven't seen Belfast. I, could probably like, I might like Belfast better. Just a lot of times when people are building this, the hype stuff, too, and, and the, the film community gets a hold of it it always seems to me that they want to get against uh, away from the commercial one and always talk about the the other one that's that's the way i feel could be wrong and i'm sure there's a lot of people that are watching this right now that said shut up stupid i love power of the dog and i'm glad you did just just telling me that who who i thought could win out of all of them i just didn't think power of the dog was was the best out of those and i still haven't seen the other two best performance by an actress in a motion picture nicole kidman one from being the Ricardos. Haven't seen that one. Like, and you're going to hear that a lot from me on this one. Normally it's like, oh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw that. I missed a lot of shit this year. So I'm not going to be like my mother-in-law and say, well, she didn't deserve to win. Who did? The only person that I saw. Oh. Jessica Chastain. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Also didn't see it. Olivia Coleman, Lost Daughter. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Lady Gaga. The only one I saw was Lady Gaga. House of Gucci. And then Kristen Stewart was nominated also for Spencer. So I, I don't know. Did, was Nicole Kidman good? Did she deserve to win? You tell me. Good for her. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture. Will Smith, King Richard. Did see that, and I think that he should have won. However, again, I didn't see all the rest. Mahershala Ali, Swan Song. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Javier Bardem, being the Ricardos. Also didn't see it. Another one I did see, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. Why do you do movies if you haven't seen anything? Because this is why I started this channel again, peeps. I talk about the shit that I want to talk about. You hear me? I see what I want to see. That's the whole point of this channel. You seem unhappy at the other places you're at. Yeah. I was always forced to see shit that I didn't want to see sometimes. Sometimes I want to see it. Sometimes I see something I don't like, I didn't want to see, and I wound up liking it. But I ain't got much time on my hands. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, birds. So, I didn't see it. I'd like to actually see all these movies, to be honest with you, but I didn't. So don't give me some shit in the comments. Well, this guy talk about movies when he doesn't see anything. God, I didn't say I was going to see everything. The fuck out of here. You hear what I'm saying to you? Troll pants, dick balls, 36. That's all I got for you. So, what else happened? So, I don't know who's going to win that. Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Stop, can. Benedict Cumberbatch is good. Will Smith should win. He did win. 
So I guess I don't have to see anything else. Because that fucker's going to take all the awards anyway. And he should. It's good. Best motion picture. What did I see here? I saw a lot of these. The winner was West Side Story for best motion picture for musical or comedy. Excuse me very little. West Side Story. I loved it. One of my favorites of the year. Cyrano. I did not see yet. Don't look up. I saw a lot of. Didn't love it, guys. I'm sorry. Very preachy to me. Licorice Pizza. Unpopular opinion. Really liked it. Sorry. Tick, tick, boom. Also liked it. So, Winter West Side Story for musical or comedy. It's the... Yeah, I don't... It's another reason that Golden Globes are stupid. Mixing musical and comedy. Just make a comedy category for... Hell. That's what, you, that's what you're doing. That's what you're announcing it from your computer and your underwear. I'm in a mood today. I apologize. No, I don't. I don't apologize for shit. Maybe I will. Depends on what I say. Okay, next one. It's the same fucking picture. You want to keep seeing the same picture? Fine. All right, what's the next one? Uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Rachel Zegler was the winner, as she should be. She's fantastic. Love Marianne Cotillard. Did not see Annette. Alana Haim, very good in, in Licorice Pizza. Jennifer Lawrence, don't look up. She's just doing kind of Jennifer Lawrence things. Emma Stone and Cruella. Like that nomination. Don't think she should have won, but I like the nomination. She was fantastic in that, in that uh, movie for sure. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Now, I'm glad he won this because I think that this is the one that he's going to win. You put him up against uh, Will Smith in the Oscars, and it just he, he, he didn't have a shot. Because before I saw King Richard, and I said, Garfield's got this. It's in the, it's locked. It ain't locked for shit. Because uh, Will Smith, my man, crushed it. Cooper Hoffman nominated. Also thought he was really good. Anthony Ramos in The Heights. Um, Peter Dinklage, Leonardo DiCaprio for that movie. Of all the movies? Eh, anyway. Best motion picture animated. Uh, Encanto. Just saw Encanto. I wonder if you guys can hear this. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it, but I'm going to play. Last night, my daughter my daughter has been asking me, which I thought was pretty, pretty adorable, to be honest with you. She's been asking me to do a review with me because she wanted a review in Kanto. Um, not putting my daughter on. She, she really, really wants me to upload the thing, but I, I, I just don't want to put my, my kid on, on the Internet yet. So you gotta, hopefully you can, you can uh, respect those wishes. But I am going to play a little of it. I didn't tell her I was going to do that, but I'll play a little of it as far as the uh, the audio goes. And this kid, she's really smart, man. I love this kid so much. Where is that's not it? That's not it. Where is it? Wrong one. Did I just open it up? I hope I didn't. Oh, I hope I didn't just stop recording this. I hope I didn't stop recording it. I hope I didn't stop. We'll see. Here it is. What's up, everybody? Nope, also not it. Trying to find it. Here what it is. sister okay. is this too? Is this too? My favorite song is "We Don't Talk About." Uh, my favorite movie yeah. I've ever, but it's it's. But I'd say among my favorites of Star Wars and Harry Potter, it's among them. So you really love watching this movie. So what did you like so much about it? Because you say it's about family, and it and you and if and it feel you make does it make you feel good? Yeah, and also it's like. And also, the main character is the first Disney uh, heroine to wear glasses, and oh. I wear glasses. So, how did you know first heroine to wear glasses? So, where do you uh, where? How did you find that out? Uh, 
well, videos, and I sort of came to my own conclusion. So a mixture of, like, influence from videos and uh, the and uh, the and, movie. And the movie. So, all right, so hopefully that works. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can hear me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna play. It was really weird. I'm gonna try this. Happy. The oh, it does work. And uh, it's bizarre. And they found him. Wow. I didn't know how to do this. First heroin to wear glasses. So where do you... Wow. You know what I realized I can do? I can actually play clips from this show. That's new. I'm not going to do it now. What is she proposing? She's not proposing anything. She just... It it just... I just realized that if I wanted to, I could play clips and we can redo a whole bit. If If So Brett and I are doing a stupid one of our bits. Then I can replay the damn thing. That's great. On the air. Figuring all this stuff out, guys. How about that? Look at this. All right. So anyway, Encanto, Flea, Luca, My Sunny, Mad, and Ryan the Last Dragon. Encanto wins this easy. It's a very sweet movie. Uh, best motion picture, foreign language. I haven't seen. Um, I, I saw. What did I see? I think I saw The Hand of, I saw the hand of God, which I liked. But uh, the other ones, no. I haven't seen them. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Fantastic. Yeah, see, a lot of these stuff, I, I just haven't seen a lot of. Kirsten Dunst was great in Power of the Dog, though. Again, loved it. A lot of, a lot of great stuff here. So I don't know. This is, I don't want to go over the Golden Globes anymore. The main ones, we, 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 we got it. You figured it out. You guys give a shit? I don't think you do. It's a matter of, it's, you know. I think the more and more I do this stuff, too, as I was looking at, certain things i'm like you know you get nominated you're able to whatever it is golden globes oscars whatever it's just something you put on the resume and you can and then in the trailers you can see academy award winner right and and then you can get jobs and it helps you book jobs do does the audience really give a shit anymore ratings say no every year every year the academy awards had a record-breaking drop in uh in viewers this year who cares because a lot of these movies no none of the none of the uh casual audience has seen john pinto has never heard of power of the dog and it's on netflix i guarantee it and i keep trying to call john pinto for you guys i'm gonna try him again i try this fuck face every time i'm gonna try him again see if i can get him now i'm gonna ask him what movies he's heard out of these movies i'm gonna see which ones he's heard what's he what he's seen what he's seen, what he's heard of. Every time. He never picks up. Oh. Hey, Christian. Oh, he picked up for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone with you right now, I've talked to you many, I've talked about him many times over as my childhood friend, John Pinto. John, I always use, you're on the air, by the way, just to let you know. Oh, that's great. All right. So um, I, it's not live, it's pre-taped, but just so, just so, just in case you say something stupid. Um, but I, um, I always bring you up because like as a casual viewer, I always use you as the example you're a big, you're a massive movie fan, but there's a lot of shit sometimes like you don't, you don't hear of like you, well, I'll, I'll see you in New York and I'll bring something up and be like, Oh, I didn't know that was coming out. Uh, right. So like, are you aware that for let's, let's go casual stuff. Are you aware that the Obi-Wan series is coming out? The Obi Wan. I am not aware that the Obi Wan series is coming out. But you, but I am aware yeah. of Boba Fett, obviously. Well, yeah, that's but that's on. So basically, that's how it works. So like when when it's on, that's how you find out about it, right? Pretty much, <laughs> exactly. So, but 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 Obi Wan, when it comes out, you're gonna watch it. I will. 
Right. So that's my point is that because I'm in this bubble where and even like the audience that watches it don't realize that they're in this bubble that a lot of like the fans, the casual fans that are going to watch this stuff don't even know that this fucking shit is even out. Very, very true. All right. So so I'm going over like the Golden Globes. I want you to tell me out of these movies what you have heard of. OK. All right, here are, where is this bullshit? All right, here it is. Um, so here's some of the movies. This is this is what was nominated for Best Motion Picture in the drama category for Golden Globes. The Power of the Dog. Never heard of it. <laughs> and it won. Okay, so that's my point. And it's on, and it's on Netflix, and it's Benedict Cumberbatch uh, and Kirsten Dunst, okay, and it, and it won. So you, 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 you've never, until I talked, until I've said these words, you've never heard of Power of the Dog. Never heard those words those words grouped together in my life. <laughs> and how about how about belfast only familiar with the town in ireland <laughs> what about coda never heard of it king richard never heard of it dune dune i heard of okay so that, that's my point so dune the big like this is this is why i i because the point that i made going into this is that do you do you want do you watch the Academy Awards when they come out? I do not. Right. So my point is because is and it, and and why is that? If I can ask. Because I can't stand watching entitled actors spew on a podium about all political nonsense that they barely have an understanding on. Fair. Pretty much the reason why. Okay, that's part. But but that even look that is a that is a point that I think because every year. You hear, and whether it's the political stuff or not, but every year you hear how the Academy Awards have like this monumental drop in ratings every year, right? And I think partially it is because of what you're talking about. I think that people, and and I, I'm I'm not under the, I, I do think people can should be and and make make points when they want to make points. I actually think that for Twitter and Facebook, if 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 that's where you want to voice your opinions, and then that's fine. But I think for certain certain times. It, people are tuning in for a specific reason that they might not want to hear things, right? Um, but besides that, I think that the um, the reason why that it's a big drop is I just mentioned the majority of those movies that I just mentioned to you, all of those will be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, to which you've heard of one of them. I'm actually shocked Dune was included in that list of Best Pictures. I think it's because of the director. I think it's because uh, the director of the uh, Denis Villeneuve has been, and are you are you familiar with the name Denis Villeneuve? I am not. Okay. See, this is this again. The, as, when because I always have these conversations, it's like, oh, it's a household name, and I always bring you up. I go, if John Pinto does, John Pinto is the is the staple of the casual fan. He is the person that they market at when he's like. Obviously, you've heard of of. Did you see No Way Home yet? Did you see Spider Man? Are you not going to the theaters yet? I've not seen it yet, okay. but I may actually go and see that one. It's so good. It really is. It's it's phenomenal. Um, I'm just gonna. I, I, I this is this is worthless for me to even read these names out at this point because I feel like you said no to them. But uh, be, how about being the Ricardos? Never heard of it. Oh, actually, I heard of that. It's still the I Love Lucy one. Right? Because right? that yes, because that's on because that's on Amazon. So you probably saw it when you're browsing around Amazon. Yep. I okay. Heard of that one. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Never heard of that one. The Lost Daughter. Never heard of that one. House of Gucci? Heard of that one. Okay. And Spencer? Never heard of that one. Okay. So what you've disproven to me is that the reason why you've heard of House of Gucci 
besides having the big names like Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, is because the marketing was big. And you probably saw it at places. You probably saw commercials for it. And and when you whatever if you were watching something on TV and and that's how you, and you just saw it from it being in the zeitgeist, right? Right. So this is what what are you watching right now? So the audience at home can keep up with John Pinto's list. I watched Boba Fett last night. What do you think? What are you thinking so far? I am enjoying it. Yeah. I think prize they picked Boba Fett right after the Mandalorian because the two characters, you know, besides looking alike, kind of seem very similar, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, it's almost like an extension of it. Let me, drop, let me drop some knowledge on you. The reason why that is is because when, when John Favreau wanted to do this series initially, when he pitched doing a show for Star Wars, he loves Boba Fett, and he wanted to do Boba Fett, so he was going to do a Boba Fett series. And Filoni was like, well, we can't do Boba Fett because we haven't really explained how he's gotten out of the Sarlacc pit. We haven't done this. We want, what, when they, and they came together and decided to do it, and he's not a Mandalorian. That was the thing. He wanted to do an ep- a thing about Mandalorian. Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. So they wanted to do a series, so they made the Mandalorian. They come up with the original story, story, and then inside of it, they go, well, what if we put Boba Fett here, and then I can do the series that I wanted to do? Sense. Yeah, I know none of this backstory. No, so. of course, of course. You just because you just you're you're but you're enjoying it and you're liking it. What we got so far? That's right. Uh, what else are you watching besides? I've been watching Billions, so I'm getting prepped for the new season of Billions. I didn't see the previous season, so I started watching that. One. Okay, yeah. See, Billions, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I I think I watched like the first few episodes. Dug it. But haven't haven't really got into it yet. I started watching. So far, I, I don't know why I do these polls, John. I do, I do polls on Twitter, and then I ask the audience what I should watch, and then they they all go out of their way to vote, and then I don't then I don't start choosing the one that they chose first. Um, I started watching Arcane last night. Have you heard of this one? I have not. So it's on, it's on Netflix. It's an animated series, and it's really it's it's really fucking good. And I'm only one episode in. People are raving about. It. Do you like animated stuff? I do. Check this out. This is up your alley. This arcane show. It's and it's it's short. It's like forty minutes, but it's it's pretty. It's like a science fiction. It's 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 something that you would definitely like. But it's on Netflix. Just fuck around with it. Oh, and you uh, did you watch Cobra Kai? Have you watched Cobra Kai? I've seen half of the first season, but did, I didn't follow through. Oh, okay. Didn't dig it. I did actually, but uh, I just moved on to other stuff. I'll probably revisit it though. Fair it's enough. Good, I How's everything else going? Good. Everything else is going good, and if I had to recommend a cool anime movie, yeah. especially with the new Matrix coming out, yeah, with Animatrix, you yeah, ever see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did a rewatch series of um of all the Matrix movies, and Animatrix was the second video that we did. It's really good. It is really good. Yeah. All right. Other than the new movie, what do you think of the new movie? So I said when I saw it, I, I understand it. People, if people because I had so many comments on the video, people going, they hated it and thought it was this. And I said, I get it. I completely understand. I wanted to be blown away by it. And I wasn't, but I didn't, I liked being back in that world. Um, but there's some, there's some, there's a lot of shit that I just, I, if I never watch it again, I, I, I won't care. Yep. Same. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the great John Pinto, we got to get you, we got to get you on again. It was a, it was a pleasure to have you on. Always fun talking, Christian. We'll speak uh, soon. All right, John. So we got him. John Pinto, ladies and gentlemen. See, he's 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 real. And he lives in the phone. Um, what I should have told John Pinto about was the newest way to shave 
your ball bags, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what you need to do. You got to shave your ball bags. Shave your ball bags. And how do you do it? Well, you use Manscaped. Like, what the fuck? If you listen on audio, you know, you're thrown off, especially for the first time. Well, today's sponsor is Manscaped, and Manscaped has the tools to guarantee that you are going to always have the best groomed ball bags in the world. Uh, if you're using Manscaped, it's Manscaped is the leader in the below the waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. And so if you're trying to do some math, do the math on 4, on four million. That's 8 million balls. Most, most, most. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com, but you got to use that code. You got to use that code big thing. You got to do it. Manscaped has the best selling product, and it's this best before it's performance package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list. You got to you got to get this thing. I'm telling you, try it. If you've never tried it before, you've heard me talk about Manscaped. You've talked about the transitions. I'm going to transition you into a, a new a new way of life by getting this. You got to get the lawnmower body trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the weed whacker, which is the ear and the nose hair trimmer. I love that thing. So many great things that you have inside of this package. You got the, the Manscaped Two in One Shampoo and Conditioner. I use it every single day, uh, twice a day. Just launched. You can kill two birds with one stone. You have the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. You got the Shears Two Point Luxury Four Piece Nail Kit. The Crop Mops, the Ball Wops, Wops, the Ball Wipes for your stanky balls. And you got the Manscaped Signature Cologne. The formulations are all vegan, cruelty free, dye free, sulfate free, and paraben free. So you know that their products. They're legit. Go on. Hurry over to the site. Get it. Use the code, though. Get 20% off. Free shipping at manscaped.com. you got to use that code. you got to use big thing. You have to do it. You get it for your dad. You get it for your brother. You get it for your friend. You get it for anybody. Get them for them. Get them something that they're going to love. They'll love it. And they're going to get a laugh. 20% off. Free shipping at manscaped.com. you got to use that code. Big thing. It's the ballsiest gift you're ever going to give somebody. See what I'm doing there? Clever shit. What is she proposing? He needs some milk. Do me a favor, please. What? Get out of here. Why? Get out of here, man. Shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to read the ad. All right. Um, okay. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about Golden Globes anymore. Neither do you guys. But it was nice to have John Pinto on the show. The great John Pinto. And I hope people are screaming and yelling for John Pinto so I can send him the link. In, the, in your comment section, please, just say more John Pinto because I'm going to send him to the comment section and I'm going to have him. He, he represents you. John Pinto represents the every, every man. And that's why he was here today. Okay. Let's get to it. Where's the next one? Can't read for shit. I don't want to. I have a lot of stories to get through. I'm not even halfway done. Oh, this movie bombed. This movie ate a big pile of shit, didn't it? I don't even know this movie. I don't even know it. Someone told me the three five five. What is this movie? People, I saw that Jeremy Johns reviewed it, and I didn't get a chance to check out his review yet. But that's the first time I even heard of this movie. I don't even know what this is. The star-packed female spy action thriller, the three five five, is bombed on arrival. I like this, but I really like this cast. Jessica Chastain is one I love. Simon Kinberg directed. Oh for two, oh for two, and I like Simon Kinberg, but oh for two here. What did he do? Four point eight million. Forty million dollar to to make though? Yeah, that's probably what they were trying to do. Anyway, that's well behind the thirty three million that Spider Man No Way Home until Yeah, but no no one's got there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about here. Um Yeah, and it just became 
Sing 2 also became available on PVOD 17 days after its release at the higher premium price of $24.99 to rent. The 355's reviews did not help the movie. The movie scored just 27% ouch on Rotten Tomatoes and a fairly ordinary B-plus cinema score. Poor showing comes amidst a surge in COVID. That's definitely something that didn't help. Most of the film's audience still skewed older with 80% of tickets holders over 35. Oh, man, it's got a great cast. Penelope Cruz. Van Bingbing, Diane Kruger, and Lupita Nyong'o star in this film, which marks the first Hollywood studio release of 2022. It's a universal title with a soft key opening and will lightly hit PVOD platform in 17 days, meaning it could be made available online as week, as early as January 24th. Universal has not announced any date for its digital launch as of yet. Meanwhile, Sebastian Stan in the film spoke about the film on Extra and revealed that he and Edgar Ramirez got in even better shape than usual to do shirtless scenes for the movies, which ended up on the cutting room floor, which he hopes will someday surface in outtakes from the film. I don't know why we did that part in there, but I guess, hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah, a lot going on here. You know, this is still part of the January thing. You put something out in January... And it's not a big IP title. Scream, you know. Comic book Marvel, DC. You got to be good. You got to get that word of mouth. And you got to be. You got to also release in a time where this stupid ass surge isn't fucking everything up. And that's what happened here. This is a, this is a great cast. Great cast. Kinberg, though. I like Kinberg as a writer. I like him a lot. But that last X-Men movie was really... Garbage. And this one, oh for two. Not a lot of people are gonna give. I mean, I know he's a studio favorite, and people really like working with the guy. But you ain't gonna get a lot of. Both your movies ate a big ton of shit both times. I mean, you can. I guess you can run with the excuse of COVID for the second one, but it's gonna hurt, man. It's gonna hurt. That's a bummer. You know, I really like everybody involved in that. Um, I didn't really see much of the the trailers or anything. Love Jessica Chastain. She's one of the and Lupita Nyong'o, all of them. I love them, but I don't know. I got to check it out. I got to check out the. Uh, got to check out the trailer. I knew nothing about it, but so that thing ate it. What do you guys think that is? What do you think? Go ahead, tell me what you think. And it's another look. It's the other thing. What was the other? There was a lot of I mean, look. Hell, man, the Matrix ate shit in the theater, and 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 regardless of, I mean, a lot of people I think felt like Pinto and I did. There's a handful of people who really loved it. And then there's a ton of people who hated the fucking thing. Hated. So, but it was still, it was a it was a big IP in December, and people didn't go out to see it. So January right now, that's not a movie that you 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 target for for a theater. You target that movie for streaming. It, I don't even if it's great, even if it's great, because if it was great and it ain't shit. And it very well might be great. I didn't see the movie, but you know, going up to twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But like, it's that's a that's it's a different time now. People are very very choosy on what they see in the theaters, especially today, in this time. But I think even you know even without the surge right now, I don't think that movie does well. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Go ahead and comment. <laughs> Let me know what you think. All right. Let's go to the next one. No one ate it. All right. So one that's not, the one that's looking pretty good thus far, as far as not only 
not only the the reviews, Scream's targeting the franchise's best opening. A lot of this stuff is uh, reported on on Dark Horizons, where I got a lot of my sh- a lot of the stories from. So everybody knows DarkHorizons.com. Now with Morbius delayed months, and the three five five set to bomb. I mean, he's taking shots at three five five. Um, the only real major theatrical release in January is now Scream, which looks to set to clean up. It's the only thing to see in January. It makes sense. Despite the surge and some markets locking down, Paramount Pictures, they're pushing forward with the release and now with good reason for what it seems. Early projections are that the film is going to score a domestic opening of 35 to $40 million for the four-day weekend. That's big. For this movie, that's big. Big for the budget if they can hit it. The higher opening prior to this was Scream 3, which debuted at $34.7 million back in 2000 on a standard Friday and Sunday. Uh, word of mouth has been big from the other day. Painting the film is the best since the first two. Scream is set to debut on the 14th. I'm pretty, I'm excited for the story, obviously, but I'm, I'm pretty pissed off. Um, you can say what you want, everybody, but I'll, I mean, I, I don't ever really go into this stuff too, but I got a four-year-old that can't, uh, ver- not, not, can't, cannot be vaccinated right now because they don't have the, they don't have the stuff. Um, and kids at this point, especially under five, are, are the the most um, the, the highest they've ever been hospitalized. A lot of people who are getting it that are vaccinated are um, are you know slight. Look at a few people, whether it's Brett or uh, or Roxy, it's cold symptoms, and then they they and they beat it. But I'm not going out anywhere right now because of um, and the reason why I'm not having people in the studio is because I just I protect the little one so the reason i bring that up is because i had a screening for scream on wednesday really wanted to see it they're not sending screening links i understand but i really wanted to see it so i'm not going to be able to check it out i'm hoping fingers crossed we shall see but the news though that this thing's tracking as well as it is that's good news especially for january is great news for paramount obviously great news for scream fans you know that they have a good they apparently had a really good take to make it work Critics are loving it. Got really nice word of view. Word of view, word of mouth, and there you go. It's big. All right, a few other things. We got to get to your questions. Scott Pilgrim. Pretty great. They're doing an uh, anime series. Now, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch this, but I love Scott Pilgrim, and I love the fact that it's getting a little bit more of a... Look at this. Netflix and UCP, who did Chucky and the Umbrella uh, Academy, were both very popular are teaming to develop a new anime series an adaptation of brian lee malley's brian leo malley's scott pilgrim graphic novel series in the action fantasy romantic uh, romantic comedy yeah we know we know the whole story we saw the movie um it's turned into a movie so they're gonna they're gonna turn the whole thing into an anime series that's great and i mentioned briefly i kind of buried the lead by the way that i'm watching i started to watch arcane even though that the the poll said witcher and i started watching witcher um the, I saw Henry Cavill fighting something in the in in the swamps of sadness, and then um, wife walked in and said, "What the hell is this?" And I I said, "I'll get back to it." Didn't get back to it. I will get back to it because that's what you guys voted on. But I'm gonna try to mix and match. I'm gonna try to watch that and then Arcane also because I started watching Arcane and really liked it and said, "Okay, I understand why people think that I would like this a lot because I'm digging it." 
digging it, digging it, digging it. I have a question for you guys who watched Arcane, um, which I feel that there's a lot of you. Please write it in the comments section below. My daughter started watching it with me last night, and there was like a shit word that came out, which is whatever. She, she heard it. She went, ooh. Is it appropriate for her? I know it's TV 14, so I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not going to be, but if it is, I'll let her watch it with me because she was digging it too, but I don't want her to watch it if it's going to be there's going to be fucked up shit going on, so let me know if I should let her watch it or not. She's 10. Um, and as you heard her before, she's like, you know, she's about as, she's, 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 Encanto is her, is her, is her thing right now. So, all right, moving on. Scott Pilgrim. That's cool. I think that's, I think that's fun for fans of that property. This, I love this story more than anything. I love this. I had no idea. It was so funny. The other day I was browsing around on Netflix. I don't know what I was watching, but then I browsed around and I saw that they have Knight Rider on there and I started watching Knight Rider. First, the pilot episode. It was about as 80s as you get. I was like, oh, man, I wonder. And I know they did a reboot of it at some point, and it it didn't do well. I was like, I wonder if they're ever going to do this again. Sure as shit. Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Director James Gunn, who got my attention, has revealed that he and actor David Hasselhoff have decided doing a modern continuation of the iconic 1982 series. So this this is like they're going straight up, you know, Cobra Kai style here. That's probably how it was pitched in the room. The original NBC series starred Hasselhoff as Michael Knight, detective who fought crime with the help of his car, Kit. We ran from 82 to 86, and it was known for the car and the theme tune. Responding to a more generalized question about the rebooting classic TV series on Twitter, this is what Gunn said. My friend David Hasselhoff and I have discussed doing a modern continuation of Knight Rider many, many times. The primary hurdle has been that there aren't enough hours in the day to all do all the king. Oh, come on. That's a bullshit story then. Come on, why don't I even talk about this then? Gun talks Knight Rider revival potential. Because that was, I mean, is that a way to like drum up interest? And that bums me out because that means he's not enough time in the day. That means he's got, he's doing other shit. I want to see it. All right, whatever. Moving on. Andrew Garfield says he's, he wants to come back or he will come back if people uh, people want him back. Who doesn't want this guy back? The year he's having. Campaign, my friend, campaign. As I think that's exactly what he's doing here. This is the time. The iron is hot. Get it. So there's spoilers here, obviously, if you haven't seen No Way Home. So if you have not seen No Way Home and you're John Pinto. For months, actor Garf, uh, Andrew Garfield, he he's denied that he was in No Way Home. And guess what? The film's been out for a while now, and it's shattered records, and now he starts, you know, he's talking about it. Carfield not only steals the show in the film, but scores something of a redemption for the problematic The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the abrupt end to his run as the character. Now, speaking with Variety, he says that a sense that that the sense of closure was one of the biggest draws that got him on board. He said he was very grateful, he was really grateful that he got tied up on some loose ends for the for the Peter that he was playing. He loves the character. He loved, excuse me, he loved the character and he's grateful that he got to work with the incredible actors, with the director and Marvel in conjunction with Sony. He says, it was joyful and a feeling of closure for me. There were so many unanswered questions for Peter where we left it. So I got to get, get back in there and get some healing for him and, I, and also really supporting Tom Holland and honoring his character completing that trilogy, not distracting or detracting from it. The fan reception to his involvement had been so good that there's obvious questions on whether he'd be interested in returning to the role in some form. And this is what he said. 
I mean, yeah, definitely open to something if it felt right. Peter and Spider-Man, those characters are all about service to the greater good and the many. He's a working-class boy from Queens. He knows the struggle and loss, and he's deeply empathetic. I would try to borrow Peter Parker's ethical framework in that if there was opportunity to step back in and tell more of that story. I would have to feel very sure and certain in myself. The actor also confirmed he improvised the line in which he tells Holland and McGuire's version. He loves them and says, that was just me loving them. Spider-Man No Way Home is in cinemas. Yeah, we know that. It's, it's, it's going to be the sixth highest grossing movie. Blah, 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 blah. We know that. Um, this is a colossal and stupid, stupid error if they do not get this guy to come back to do another movie. They've set it up. It makes sense. He's stealing the show. Some people think that's why Morbius got pushed because they're, they're sticking him in the post credit scene. Really stupid not to do another movie with him in some way. He wants to come back. He's talked about coming back. You're coming off of one of the biggest movies of all time that you can use him. You've established him. You've gotten you've you've gotten more interest. You've now gotten love for those two movies. And career year this guy's having. He's going to get nominated for shit. He just won Golden Globes. But you would have to think that they're having serious conversations with him. Very stupid if they do not. Very stupid. So, um, yeah, he wants to come back. Get him back. Now, if they don't get Toby back, all right, that's fine. I get it. But you got it. You got to have this guy back. Got to. Um, yeah, because he's excited. If it was one of those things, if he if he said like, I don't know, I think that I I think I did. I think we, we did it. We closed the chapter, and that was it. And even then, you'd be like, oh, come on, make it work. But he said, no, I want to come back. To just, you know, yeah, I want to come back. So have him back, especially now. Now that he wants to come back and you don't, you're, you're leaving money on the table. You're leaving money on the table. And you get a new director to do it. You know, I think that you move away from Webb at this point. I don't think Mark Webb needs to come back for it. Nothing against him. But I think you have a new director to come in and do it, tell the tale. Have Andrew Garfield come in, play Spider-Man in that. He gets to fight aliens this time. He wants what he's wanted, wanted to do. And you do it that way. Yeah, man. You could really cross it over. Make it your own. You set that up beautifully. So, all right. So let's see that, that let's see if that goes down. I think that's really there's uh oh yeah, this one. Let's let's do this one. Let's close with this one. Ben Affleck was, I don't know where he was talking. No, we'll find out momentarily here um but he talked about somewhere it's on here somewhere ben affleck was talking to someone and uh, reflects on an awful justice league experience and here it is this is what this is what he said ben affleck recently indicated that he was done with rate with roles in major ip and franchise franchise fair it comes as no surprise as the actor has spent a good portion of the past decade playing Bruce Wayne back Batman. Affleck first took the role in Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and played it across several others with his final appearance in the part of Andy Muschietti's The Flash throughout this year. At one time, he was heavily involved and keen to do more with the character, though, in, including potentially writing and directing a Batman film that he would star in. Right, I forgot about that. Doing promotional rounds for the drama The Tender Bar, which I started watching last night, and, 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 I'm, and I'm liking it. The actor spoke with the Los Angeles Times and explained that Joss Whedon's reshoots for Justice League combined with some personal struggles that soured him on the role. 
That wasn't a dare for me. That was a bad experience because of the confluence of things, my own life, my divorce, being away too much, the competing agendas, and then Jack, Zack Snyder's personal tragedy, and then the reshooting. It was the worst experience. It was awful. It was everything that I didn't like about this. That became the moment where I said, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not even about, like, Justice League was so bad because it could have been anything. There's a complete contrast to his work in The Flash as he tells the Herald Sun... The, there's a complete contrast to his work in The Flash as he tells the Herald Sun that the film... Put a really nice finish on my experience with the character. Maybe my favorite scenes in terms of Batman and the interpretation of Batman that I have done with in the Flash movie. I hope they maintain the integrity of what we did because I thought it was a great and really interesting different, but not in a way that is incongruent with the character. Who knows? Maybe they will decide that it doesn't work, but I went it and I did it. It was really fun and it was really satisfying and it was encouraging. And I thought, wow, I think they finally figured it out. That is that is really great. Apex Exit opened the door for Pattinson to take on the role of the big screen in Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman film, which opens in March. Keaton also coming back in The Flash, which is due around year's end. Um, a lot to take in here, right? I liked his honesty. And he was just saying, he's just going through it. All the stuff. I think there is so much, and you hear about the how most actors on this on the the Whedon um, shoots had a terrible time from how Whedon was to them and how he treated them, and and in general just had a terrible time. And couple that with the fact that this guy was battling personal demons, going through his divorce, and then the the, the tragedy that that poor Zack Snyder had to go through, and inside all of that, and being close to Zack Snyder that Ben Affleck was and, and hit him on a personal level. So all that stuff combined with that, he was still just having a bad, like, as he said, it could have been any movie, but this is what I, when, when it, go, when it comes down to this and the way that this was handled, this is the kind of stuff I don't like about this, doing these types of movies. Um, but then he shifts and puts it towards um, the positive time that he had doing the flash. And that's, that's inspiring. And I think that that's, I think that just shows also the difference of what, how DC has kind of turned around over the last couple of years. Most of their stuff that has come out has been really, really good. Even though the Suicide Squad didn't do very well, which is a bummer. Like I told you, it was my favorite comic book movie of the year last year. Um, I think that whoever's in charge now, they're, they have a much better combined game plan and know how they want to approach their, their even if it's something for DC's League of Pets or Super Pets, whatever the movie's called, that um, the talent they're getting involved Black Adam, Aquaman 2, The Batman, um, Flash, Shazam 2. I mean, they, they've got, they got their shit together, and they're, they're, moving, they're moving forward, and I think that that's probably what you can tell, like when Ben Affleck was saying, oh, they, they figured out how to do this now. So, okay. Um, I said I was going to take questions. I am going to take questions. Oh, that was the first one. Okay, I might as well just start with that. I'm going to take some questions from you guys. Go to my Facebook page. Um, and that's how, when I ask for questions, that's how they come in. So I'll start with this one. I was going to, I wasn't going to put this one in first, but I, but I will. Austin T. Feltner says, any plans on having Burt Kreischer on as a guest? I remember seeing you on his podcast not too long ago, and I feel like he'd fit right in. All right. Well, here is that said thing that you were talking about. I did do Burt's podcast last year. I was on his show. Um, and Burt and I went to college together. And Bert always tells a story about he and I and, and how first time I did comedy, I kind of gave him some advice. And, and he's, he's always mentioned me. And he's, I like Bert a lot. He's, very, he's a very nice guy. He's a good, he's a good dude. Um, so I actually texted with him a little while ago. The problem with Bert is he's always traveling. I mean, not a problem. Just the guy's busy. He's always doing stuff. So 
I he's also as you can tell, Bert's Bert, right? So you got to text him, and you got to keep texting him, and um, and I will do that. And I would rather him. His he's someone I definitely want to have in studio. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do another virtual thing with him. I want to have him in studio. I want to kick back and have a beer with him and just bullshit for like you know an hour or two. So uh, the answer is yes, but tweet at him and tell him that we were, t- you know, we were talking. Tell him that we were talking about him today and tell him that you want to see him on the big thing. He'll come on. I'll get him on. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd love to have Bert on. Bert's, uh, Bert's great. All right, let's move on. Let's get some more questions here. Let's start with this one. Justin Square, you're a busy guy, so I wonder sometimes, how do you relax, man? What do you do to distress when you start to feel overwhelmed? Um, it's a good question. Because right now I think that I'm I'm in a I'm in a goal point where I'm at right, and I think that right now for me relaxing is this strangely enough because of where we are in the world again that this is what I have to really focus on. Like Schmodown's coming back up, the season's coming back up, but we got to get in the studio. There's so much. That is that needs that you're dealing with so many people, so so, and you want to keep so many people safe. So there's so much to handle, so it becomes stressful in that aspect. Um, so for me, this I'm able to do, continue to do, talk to you guys, and a lot of you guys have have noted this, and I confirmed it, and I'll confirm it again on air. Is that this is the happiest I've ever been doing this stuff? I use, I think that. The big thing when I have guests on, when I'm doing this, um, it's my, the most fun I've ever had doing a show. And I nothing against any one of you guys who are fans of whether it's Schmoes No or Collider Live or any of those shows. I just enjoy this show more. Uh, I feel like it's the best combination of all of those shows put together. And the same thing goes for Sith Council. I enjoy Sith Council a billion times better than I ever enjoyed doing Jedi Council because it's just me and two friends talking about Star Wars in a way that we want to talk about it. Um, and that's what I enjoy doing about it. So that's kind of how I, you know, and obviously being with my kids and being with my, with my, my wife. And, but the thing, the problem is at the time is that I just want these kids to be kids and do their thing and go out. And, and it's like one thing after next, I do believe that this is the tail end of this thing. We'll we'll see, but that's, that's kind of how, that's kind of how Justin. All right. Next one. John Crum. What up, Christian Harlow? Hey, I know you're excited for the Batman and the Flash. What's the over-under 50% chance that Pattinson's Batman appears in the Flash in some capacity, including post-credits? I love this question. Because I don't know how I haven't even heard about this or thought about this. Um, And I'm sure people have. Maybe I just missed it, right? But knowing that Ben Affleck's in it, knowing that Keaton is in it, why wouldn't they put Pattinson in it at at some point? especially if you want to promote it, right, a little bit more. And the fact that it's similar to what, they're, what they did in No Way Home and similar to the fact that they're acknowledging that. Now, the other question is, will Bale show up? Because we all talked about how they, they, they tried to keep the surprise of Garfield and, and, um, and Toby, but they didn't and they never revealed it and that's why you got the reactions that you did in the theater and everything too maybe they do the same thing for Christian Bale and for Pattinson and you get four batman that would be great that would be great so uh over under 50% i'll go under but i'm not going to go like oh so under i'm going to i'm going to go like 
35% that he shows up. But I, I like it. Now, the question is bail. What's bail? I think bail's higher. I think bail's higher. I think, I think we get bail. I do. All right. That's a great question, though. Thank you for your question, John. All right, next question. Brian Newsbaum, how will we know which factions are going to keep which players? This is a Schmodown question for people who are not knowing about the Schmodown um, and Season 9 coming up. So, Brian, keep uh, a lookout. Everybody should subscribe to the Movie Trivia Schmodown channel. The awards will be um, will be up, and then because we're trying to figure out when we can do our first batch of shooting, that's going to determine when we start. The ideal situation is that we'll have a pay-per-view that ends February and then March 1st would be the first day of the season. That's that's what we're aiming for. That is what we're aiming for. But as you know, I just mentioned, things can be thrown off because of the state of the world. Um, I, I hope not. But that's what we're trying to do. And in the lead up to that, what we will be doing on the main channel, there will be, whether it's snippets, scenes, announcements from players, managers, who that will start to announce where they're going, who they're keeping, who they're dropping, all that type of stuff. So stay tuned to the channel. I will put the notifications on the Movie Trivia Schmodown channel as well. All right, moving. Dave Putnam. Putman, excuse me. Hey, did you get a chance to watch Harry Potter 20th year anniversary and did your daughter watch the Tournament of Houses? So let's start with Tournament of Houses. She did watch it. She loved it. Um, so yes, she really enjoyed that very much so. And I did watch the Harry Potter 20th year. Thought it was really sweet. Thought it was really sweet, and I thought that it was actually because I watched that and I watched the Friends one, and the Friends one just it seemed like every other union was nice for the cast to kind of go back, and it was nice for for Friends fans, but it was, I don't know, just kind of at the end, it was yeah, that was cool. Um, this this was there was a lot there was a lot put into it, a lot of emotion put into it, and you could tell how much it really meant to all of them, the cast, um, the crew the experience in general and listening to them talk about it. And it really made me wish that they were, they were going to make the cursed child really did. Um, and maybe, maybe that maybe those conversations happen. I don't know, but, um, it's, it, it was good, man. It was good watching, watching Ron, Hermione and Harry get back together and, and talk about it and just the conversations. And I always love seeing Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman and Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe have a great conversation. The two of them, and it's it's it it was it was really great to see. And they're talking. They have this one scene, and they're talking about Alan Rickman, and how Alan Rickman knew about where his character went because he had talked to J.K. Rowling about it, and he knew. And they were laughing about him, you know, in the way that he did it, um, and how clever he was, and and the stuff that he did, and, and lovingly talking about him. It was a very sweet moment. I liked it a lot. I loved it. Thank you for asking about that. I wanted to talk about it more, so I'm glad I had an opportunity to here. All right, next one. No, we did that one already. Okay. Um, Callum Henry's with the success, huge success of Cobra Kai and other 80s properties like Ghostbusters Afterlife. How long do you think we'll see something in Back to the Future universe? Would you want original actors of all the supporting characters? Right, I, I love that you asked this question because I had, um, I had actually in 2012, people keep asking, how do I get the Cobra Kai guys on a lot? And, and I become friends with with both John Horowitz and Hayden Schlossberg and Josh Heald. Um, I had Hayden and John on the Schmoes No podcast back in 2012. And I believe the way that that happened was they were promoting American Wedding, um, which is, I think, the third or fourth chapter in the American Pie franchise, and they directed it. And they, at the time... 
tweeted something out about Back to the Future, how they would love to get a shot at it or something. People, oh, the people roasted them. Roasted them. Now everybody in the mother wants them to do everything. They want them to do Star Wars. They want them to do everything. But they roasted them for doing it. So the last time I interviewed them, I talked to them about Back to the Future. They love Back to the Future. They love Back to the Future. I mean, John Horowitz has a a, a picture of, of, of um, Doc Brown hanging in his office, right? Um, I think that if they revisited, or I always thought a, a whether it's a television show or a, a, a continuation, not a reboot, or not a remake, rather, um, a continuation in the vein of the way they did do Cobra Kai, I think that you could do something interesting because of time and because of someone finding a DeLorean, figuring out how to use it, um, whether it's in the 2015 era or whenever, whenever it was, and then them being able to maneuver it, especially with all the stuff that has now been putting into the, uh, the film universe with multiverses and all that type of stuff. Um, I think that it's very possible that they could do it. I think there's a way to do it. I think there's a way to get Alan Silvestri involved to do the theme. You just got to get some mechas to sign off. That's the big thing. And I think that that's where it came. The conversation led. I think that they've talked and I think they, they've tried to do it, but, um, but yeah, it's, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of these people. I think it's, I think it's silly to say, oh, it should never been touched. Never been touched. Uh, why? If, it, it, it should never be touched if you got to not put love into it. People would have, people said the same thing about, about Cobra Kai. I, when Cobra Kai came out, I was like, I don't know. You can do a Karate Kid series. Really? Oh man, they're going to really butcher these characters. And they did anything but butcher them. I mean, one of the, 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 this show is just so, such a pleasure to watch. So, I'd love to see it. I would. I'd be. I'd be open for it. But you'd have to. You'd have to do it the right way. All right. Moving on. Matthew Bryan. Any possible maybe a Patreon watch rewatch party for the Jurassic Park franchise? Okay. So the answer to that question is yes. And there's a lot of the Jurassic Park might be an actual on this channel public release leading up to it, depending on where we land, where we're at in the rewatch series. I, my, my goal is to always have some kind of rewatch series happening on Fridays. Like I said, Batman will be on the lead up to the Batman, whatever we feel could lead up to certain, maybe it's Jurassic park, maybe it's something else. However, I get a lot of requests for rewatches, whether it's a rewatch of, um, uh, I don't know. It, it could be the rewatch of the thing for some people, but the first time for me, it could be a rewatch of, let's see. First thing I see when I turn around Creed two, someone says, Hey, well, you know what? I want you to, can we do a rewatch of Creed two? Now, if I put that out on a Friday, uh, being realistic and honest with you guys, that's not going to be one that a ton of people, new viewers and everybody are going to tune into. Right. However, very, very soon, whether it's in the next two days or hopefully this week is my goal. We are going to release all of the new tiers for both Patreons, for both the Schmodown, a lot of changes on the Patreon for Schmodown, and a lot of changes for the SEN Patreon. And we're going to be very heavily focused on a lot of stuff for Big Thing and Sith Council. And one of the things we want to do is once a month do a rewatch that's exclusive to Patreon so then you guys can vote on it. You guys can say, okay, hey, I'd love for you to do a rewatch of, again, like Creed 2. And then that would be the rewind. And you guys will vote on it. Hey, there's four movies that we that that all the patrons have really suggested. Um, the or or in the comments section, there this is the one that's been the, the four that have been talked about the most, and the patrons get to vote on it. And then that's the one we're gonna do. And here are the other here are the here are the choices, the people that I can rewatch it with, and then you guys can can do it that way. So a lot of fun changes coming to the Patreon, but Jurassic Park might be happening uh, on this channel without it. All right, Jay Piper, I love this show. Thank you. 
Uh, I love the show. Thank you. I'm really interested in what Warner Brothers DC is going to do. I mean, interested like confused. I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, I think I went over it a little bit beforehand, and that's um, I think that they have a good plan. I think that I think confusion of how they're going to tie stuff in is probably what what you meant, right? Um, and I think that's a fair that's fair to share that confusion because where are they going to go? How are they going to combine um, both the whatever the universe was, how, how they can explain it in Flashpoint. And that's the beauty of, of, of the Flash, is that they're going to be able to um, set their universe in motion however they please. And But they only got, well, I shouldn't say they only have one shot, but depending on how the second movie goes, if they want to do it again, they could do it that way. But that's, that's how they're going to do it. They're going to reset it that way. So I think you're supposed to be confused, and I think that we're going to learn a lot more come November. Is the answer to that question. All right. So Tan Eugene, or I believe it's Tan Eugene, with the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, getting a lot of positive reactions. Is it very likely that a Star Wars Night Sailor Republic live action TV series will happen in future installments? Very curious. Is it very likely? No, it's not very likely. Definitely not very likely. Um, is it something that I would love? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been, it's been rumored that, that, Darth Bane had been in development as a movie or a TV show. I don't know whatever happened with it. There's been there's been talk of Knights of the Republic as a as as a movie. There's been talk. I mean, from rumor, fact, I don't know. It's certainly a lot of a lot of interest. You know, the question again to Lucasfilm is to them looking at in the John Pinto side of it. Well, the John Pintos of the world care about Night Sailor Republic is probably what they're saying. I believe that they would because I believe that because of Star Wars in general is as a property, if you set it up the right way, you don't have to keep relying on characters like Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett and and you know Ahsoka Tano who's still part of the that that thing. You don't have to rely on all these and you can create new characters inside of it. And I think that that's what they're trying to do through the through the um High Republic series, trying to get a new fan base involved and all these new characters involved and all that. Um, but it's still a subsect of the of the fan base. Um, but I think if you set up the Knights of Republic, I think it could work. I think it could work. Oh, by the way, I just got a notification. Now I have a stupid TikTok account now. Did I tell you that? I a TikTok account. I posted something. I posted a few different things. It's just, it's the Christian Harloff because I... I realized I said, "Oh, Christian Harloff's taken already." And Roxy told me she's like, "There's a there's another Christian Harloff account." I go, "Oh man, I look at this account I set up a long time ago, and I don't know how to log into it. Stupid asshole." So, um, the Christian Harloff, go over there and TikTok it up. Cool. All right, what's uh, last one? Let's do the last one here. Last one. A lot of them today. Jordan Babcock, love the show, fella. Thank you. You've always been a, a go to to get me through a work day. So thank you, thank you, Jordan. Do you think? You will ever do watch-alongs again. Some of my favorite collider days were with Campy, Schnepp, Ellis, anyone else watching the Star Wars movie and just hanging out, even listening to you guys. I always felt like I was watching my favorite movies with a group of friends. Um, this is why we did the rewatch series. Watch-alongs are harder to do. They're harder to schedule. They're harder to... Um, I was doing watch-along for the Mandalorian, which was fun, but it, it's just harder to do. Um, and I also don't like the fact that you, you can't put the movie over it all of those, all of those got taken down. I think off Clyro anyway because the sound. It's like a whole thing. Um, so to me, the watch-alongs or or the uh, rewatches are the fun alternative to that 
because we get to watch them and then afterwards we can really analyze and talk about them and that's another reason why we want to do it on patreon to keep going so um so thank you thank you very much and i appreciate the very kind words i missed uh, i missed the big man and i think i had a, some check this out i had this recently going through my pictures and I, there he is miss you buddy i'll put him right there um the best all right so guys thank you so much for joining me here today i appreciate you make sure once again if you haven't done it already subscribe to this channel hit the notification button don't forget to do that uh get yourself on over to the podcast feed apple podcast spotify please do it all the links are in the description if you want to find out how to get them i appreciate you very very much i appreciate you guys everything that you've done uh, i'll be back Got a lot of stuff going on this week check it out peace mm-hmm.